Hello listeners, you're listening to QE News on 89.3 FM Radio Moscow. I'm your host, Nicole Himberg. In this episode, we will be talking about the annual Boar Symposium, the College of Agricultural and Life Sciences fundraising effort for a new meat lab facility, and some community events coming up in the next few days. The Boar Symposium is an annual week-long program devoted to understanding the causes of war and the conditions for establishing a lasting peace, according to their website. Each year, speakers are brought in from all over the country and the world to speak on issues pertaining to a certain theme. This year's theme was climate and conflict. As part of a lecture series, Earther and Cousin spoke Tuesday night in the International Ballroom of the Pittman Center. In her speech titled, Food, Climate, and Conflict, Cousin explained how conflict can trigger chronic hunger and famine and how climate-related conflict and hunger can be especially devastating. My subject today was on the relationship between conflict and hunger. And what I talked about was the correlation between hunger and its impact on conflict. And uh, even more importantly, the challenges that conflict creates for food security and addressing the challenges of hunger. Cousin served as executive director of the United Nations World Food Program from 2009 to 2017 and in 2009 was nominated by the U.S. President as Ambassador to the U.N. Agencies for Food and Agricultural in Rome. A Chicago native, Cousin briefly lived in southern Idaho and said that she enjoys coming back to the state to speak. That was a very good night to present a very complex issue. Uh, And it was a good night because the audience was so engaged. And the questions that I received from the audience after my presentation represented the interest level of the, this population on these issues of food security, climate change, the impact of climate change on vulnerable populations and sustainability. And it gives me hope that when you can come to Moscow, Idaho, and find a student body and faculty population that is so focused not just on their studies, but on what's happening in the world, that we're going to solve these problems. This has been Vicki Delaunay reporting. This year at the annual Bora Symposium, all of the speakers were females who are prominent in their fields. The all-female Bora Symposium lecture series continued on Tuesday afternoon when Captain Sean McAndrew spoke on the Navy's involvement in the growing conflict in the Arctic. McAndrew is a commanding officer of the UIWSU Navy ROTC Detachment, who has over 25 years of experience in naval operations. McAndrew explained the complex laws of the sea and the role that nations play in the claiming of baselines. Baselines are the point in the ocean at which the nation's sovereignty extends to. Because each nation does this themselves, excess claiming results. One conflict rising has been Russia's violation of international law. For example, them putting restrictions on commercial traffic that pass through waters in the Arctic, according to her speech. McAndrew said, The Russian behavior to control access and to restrict navigation goes against internationally recognized standards. This context is necessary to understand this conflict and how it affects not only the U.S. but the rest of the world. The U.S. Navy and the U.S. Coast Guard are working together to move toward the peaceful status that the Arctic has always been in.
McAndrew reminded attendants that 70% of the earth is covered in water, and nearly 90% of global commerce is conducted by sea, and 95% of international phone and internet traffic is transmitted through undersea communication cables. These statistics show the importance of keeping the peace in international waters. McAndrew said, as the Arctic becomes more accessible, increased activity from industry, tourism, and research will create complex challenges to community resilience and health. This has been Nicole Himberg. The College of Agricultural and Life Sciences is making strides in fundraising efforts for their new meat science facility that will be named the Agri-Beef Meat Science and Innovation Center honoring Ron Richard. This facility will replace the current meat science facility that was built in 1963. Two factors allowed for fundraising efforts to begin. The first was a $2 million donation from Agri-Beef Company, a beef processing and packaging facility located in Boise, Idaho, that employs many of the College of Agricultural and Life Sciences alumni. The second was the work that Ron Richard did. Richard was the formal Vandal Brand Meats lab manager who passed away last fall. These two factors allowed for the project to kick off, allowing the college to start publicly fundraising in April of 2019. Although the public fundraising started in April, talks of a new facility have been going on within the college for many years. In order to honor the contributions from Agri-Beef Company and Ron Richard, the facility will be named after them. The estimated cost for this facility is $8 million. Currently, the total money raised for this facility is $4.275 million, putting them at just under 60% of the total cost. In order to get approved for building and the final design, they must show that they have raised 60% of the funds for the Idaho State Board of Education to approve the plans. Although they have not gone to the board yet, they are getting close. Once they get to 80% of the funds raised, they can move to the construction process. Right now, there are no approved plans for the facility, just the conceptual renderings. Total donations amount to $2 million from Agri-Beef Company, $1 million from the Laura Moore Cunningham Foundation, $1 million from the College of Agricultural and Life Sciences, $500,000 from Tom Nicholson, $200,000 from Northwest Farm Credit Services, and $25,000 from other private individuals. I sat down with College of Agricultural and Life Sciences Director for Communications and Strategic Initiatives, Carly Shoplin, to discuss the fundraising efforts and plans for the facility. The newest donation was from the Laura Moore Cunningham Foundation. <clears throat> the Laura Moore Cunningham Foundation is a Idaho-based foundation, mm -hmm. and they really look to support projects that benefit the whole state of Idaho and really moving Idaho forward. Um, Harry Bettis, their president was pretty instrumental in the gift. Um, he is a rancher in Idaho mm -hmm. and he's really tied in with um, the ranching industry, the beef production industry in Idaho. So it already does impact um, the industry in the state of Idaho and students who are returning to getting a degree and returning to industry. But with this advanced facility, it's really going to provide uh, I guess more modern cutting edge technology to build a future pipeline of students that are really going to support the industry. So 
in that sense, um, Harry really believed in the mission of the facility as it stands now and how it looks to improve with the new facility moving forward. So he saw that as a great investment. Um, and through that, we received that gift from the foundation. Shoflin explained the reason why the new facility will allow for a more efficient way of processing meat and allow for more innovation in this field. So the old facility has a pretty small footprint and in meat processing, we're a USDA certified facility. And so with that, there come certain parameters on how you handle the meat. So with a small constrained facility that we have now, it takes up a lot more time than it will having a bigger footprint because there's only one facility for processing. And if you're gonna process fresh meat or process packaged meat like sausages or other prepackaged materials, they need to be in completely separate facilities. And so right now, for example, if we're um, butchering meat and we need to do sausages the next day, we need to completely finish out that operation, clean out the facility, move in different equipment, and then do the packaged meat and vice versa, you know, mm -hmm. moving back and forth. So it really takes up a lot of time in being able to be efficient uh, in our production. So that's really gonna help um, allowing what we do, but then also allowing more innovation in those fields if we're not spending so much time switching back and forth. But it really will be equipped with kind of cutting edge technology for meat science. So largely right now, um, we have animal and veterinary science students. Okay. So that's our department here in the college, but they have a meat science degree. And so that program has doubled in the last 10 years on interest. I think now we're at um, between 50 and 60 students in the program. Mm -hmm. So we'd love to continue expanding that and offering it to more students. There's demand from students that are interested in going into that field. So largely the students who are in the meat science program, um, but we also employ student employees up at Vandal Brand Meats, and so they get to use the facility regardless of what they're studying. So most oftentimes we find their College of Agricultural and Life Sciences students because okay. they have the awareness of the facility, um, but they'll employ any students who are interested in working up at the meats laboratory. And then as we look at, you know, I guess I would say that's the population of students that we're serving now and looking to continue expanding on, but there's certainly opportunity for engineering students when you think of um, systems management or kind of the assembly line um, production type mechanism, thinking mm -hmm. of the technology that's required, certainly an opportunity to expand the types of students that we're serving. I also sat down with Assistant Professor of Meat Science, Phil Bass, about the facility and what the plans are for it regarding research and curriculum. Yeah, and, and really it's it's far more than just the research. Okay. So um, this is a land-grant university, right? Mm -hmm. And, and um, that means we need to have a, a balance of research, extension, and teaching. Mm -hmm. And what the new meat lab will allow us to do is, is just balance that better. It's amazing what the team can do out there right now mm -hmm. um, with the humble facility that we have. And uh, to, um, to get the new facility, we'll be able to do everything that we're already doing, um, do it that much more effectively and efficiently. And then um, it'll allow for while the production may be going on, so we don't have to stop whatever the, the, the employees and, and the uh, 
um, meat lab manager is doing. We don't necessarily have to stop what they're doing so that we can fulfill the other parts of the mission, which is teaching and extension and research. We can have a program going on at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, we could be teaching a class at the same time as they're, they're making sausage or whatever that may be. Really, it's the balance mm-hmm. of being able to fulfill the land-grant mission. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll be able to do a lot more that way. We'll be able to get a lot more of the student involvement um, will better prepare students who do work there um, with uh, more up-to-date facility and more up-to-date equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, the Meat Lab team or the, the Vanderbrand Meats team has done an amazing job keeping equipment up-to-date. Mm-hmm. Now it's time for the new facility for it to, to truly manifest itself. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be able to um, uh, have that much more impactful research. Um, we're already doing amazing research um, with our humble facility, mm-hmm. um, a newer facility will allow for that to be done more more efficiently. Um, and then the outreach. I have a 20% extension appointment. I adore extension. I love reaching out to the community and the professionals especially. Mm-hmm. And this would just facilitate that that much better um, without curtailing current operations like I mentioned. Reporter Alexis Van Horn met with the local herbivores president Kaylee Carr. This is a group on campus for vegans and vegetarians. In the past, they have protested the current facility. They currently have an active change.org petition with the goal to shut down the facility. Last year, a student named Tenzin Niyama held a five-day hunger strike that was eventually called off in order to not sacrifice his health. He heard about the facility at a local herbivores meeting and wanted to protest it. We're a club that promotes animal rights, sustainability, and health on campus, and these facilities go against both, like all three of these different pillars that we stand upon. So the animal agriculture is super unsustainable. Local herbivores members suggested this money should go towards more sustainable alternatives, such as the Sustainability Center or the student-led farm. This has been Nicole Himberg and Alexis Van Horn. And now it's time for community events. On Friday, October 11th at 8 p.m. inside the Bruce Pittman Center International Ballroom is the next ISLA Cabaret, the University of Idaho campus drag show. Miss Stonewall 2018 and Hibiscus will headline the show. Local formers Aquasha DeLesti, Faye Queen, and Maxwell Engelord will be performing. The show is free for UI students with their Vanna card and $10 for the public. Doors open at 7.30 p.m. Tipping is not required but encouraged. Saturday, October 12th at 4 p.m. at the Latah County Fair and Event Center is the annual Brewers Fest. The local brewers, wine, and food will be available to raise money for two causes, the United Way of Moscow in Latah County and the Latah County Fair. Saturday, October 12th at 11 a.m. is the Cops and Robbers Fun Run. Attendants can come in in a cop or robber costume and join Moscow police officers in either a 5K or a 10K run at the Chipman Trail and will end at Gormley Park. At the end of the run, there will be food, drinks, and other activities. Every participant gets a shirt, and all proceeds go towards the Moscow chapter of the Fraternal Order of Police. On Sunday, October 13th, from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m., at the Kenworthy Performing Arts Center, there will be a showing of the film The Weight of Water. This film is the grand prize winner of the Banff Mount Film Festival 2018. Local beer and wine will be provided by One World Cafe. 
The cost is $10. The film is about a blind adventurer named Eric Winnemeyer's historic kayak expedition through the Colorado River that runs through the Grand Canyon. That's it for community events. That's it for this episode of QB News on 89.3 FM Radio Moscow. This has been Nicole Himberg. All songs come from the Creative Commons.